Okay, here we go. We are now on Perik Vav. And now we're going to get some answers here, okay? If you remember, which I'm sure you do because you guys have been doing Hazara tremendously, um, the Iker question in our Mimer has been focused on this idea of how can we say in the second part of Perik Gimel that apparently the blowing of the shofar in El is the main event. It just doesn't make any sense. To say that we're going step one, step two, that makes a lot of sense. I hear that, right? Go Yiratata. Why do I need Yiratata? Because it'll get me to Yirila. It's a train. You have to take the train to Manhattan, right? Really, I want to be in Manhattan. But I can't get there without taking the train. So I have to take the train. Okay, so we'll take the train. I really want to be Yura Ilah. That's really where I want to be. Oh yeah, I can't be by Yura Ilah without Yura Tata. Okay, so let's get some Yura Tata action going and then we'll go to Yura Ilah. That idea resonates with me. That makes a lot of sense. Right? And in fact, we see as we develop the Mimer even more in Perak Dalid and a little bit in Perak that that plays out beautifully. Right? The first part of Perak Dalid, we talk about how Right? Oh, how could you compare? How could you compare the yira that a person has when the king is in the field? Right? And he's wearing his khakis, he's, wearing his, he's swinging his golf club, right? As compared to the yira when the king is in his throne room. Oh, that is unbelievable, right? We see the king in all his glory, right? You can't compare the two, right? One is nothing compared to the second one. That makes a lot of sense. And then we made it, the question even stronger, the second part of Paragdala. We said, and in fact, really, it's not just the Indian of Zman, the time, it's even greater. Why is it even greater? Because Zman, at the end of the day, is limited to this world. Albeit, Rosh Hashanah is a heavy-duty Zman, it's true. But Besoch HaKol, it's limited. Besoch HaKol, it's limited. Then what do we have? Then what do we have? We have, right, the idea of blowing the shofar. Oh, blowing the shofar, that's a mitzvah. Asher kiddishanu b'mitzvah isab. Blowing the shofar, a mitzvah, a mitzvah takes us out of this world. It takes us up to the level of the Abishtur, the way he is in Kesser, the way, the way he is beyond Eilamos. Right? That's something I could tap into. That's amazing. That's beyond world. So even more now we see, we see this idea, we see this idea that, oh, the blowing of the shofar in Rosh Hashanah is not only the idea of Zman of Rosh Hashanah, but it's also a mitzvah, Masha Enkein, which is not the case when we're talking about El. El, what is it? It's a nice thing, right? We go around, we blow the shofar, toot, 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 right? It's, it's nice, it's good, you know? So now we have developed this incredibly strong question because the second part of Paragimel, we said that in fact our goal is to draw down the makif. If our goal is to draw down the makif, right, how do we draw down the makif in order to fill up all the blemishes? Dafka through blowing shofar and el, which means the blowing shofar and el is something so incredible that we're even able to tap into the makif. So how can that be? It goes against everything that we've been talking about all morning now. Along comes Perik Vav, and we're going to get some answers. It says like this, Vihine. By the way, this is a very, um, a very 
usual idea that we see not only in Chabad Hasidus in, in general, but in particular in the Rebbe's Maimarim. This idea of basically showing how great the underdog is, basically. That's what it is. Lahabdil, maybe you could say with that, right? Showing that what you think is the greatest is very nice, but something that you think is not the greatest is even nicer. And this is connected to what we were for bringing about the other night, this idea of avoide b'kayach atzmo, this idea of, of when it's you that are doing it. Even though you might not be able to reach the highest levels and you are not a tzaddik, I am not a tzaddik, right? I'm not, uh, you know, uh, giluing, you know, these incredible levels in Kabbalah and all these different things. I'm the simple person. I make mistakes. I do things wrong, right? I'm trying my best, right? This is, this is seemingly like a low level. Come on. But the Rebbe continuously shows me throughout the Maimarim, throughout the Sichas, that this is really something that is extraordinary. And in certain ways, what the Rebbe is going to be saying is that it's even a higher level than the Avodah of a tzaddik. How could that be? Even a higher level than the Avodah of a tzaddik? A tzaddik is a tzaddik. Oh, there's something there that's even more special. How could that be? So let's see. Right? The Rosh Hashanah, even though we're saying that the Yura of El is lower level than the Yura of Rosh Hashanah. The Hayira de El, he Yura Tatava, Yura de El, the Rosh Hashanah, he Yura Ila. Like we've been saying all along. Here comes the Mikomako. Mikol Makom, however, nevertheless, here comes the turning point of the Mimer. Yesh Maila Bahayira de El Ayira de Rosh Hashanah. There we go. That was the turning point. That's it. Nah, okay, but how, how, what? You know, come on. We just spent the last, basically, right, uh, how many classes talking about how much greater is the idea of the Yira of Rosh Hashanah and how little the whole concept of El is in relative uh, speech, right? Uh, now, all of a sudden, here comes the Rebbe and it turns the whole thing on its head. This is very, very, like I said, very typical. Okay? Let's see why. Why? Ki ha-yira de-yira va-bitl rosh hashanah. Kei Even though at that point, it's a revelation of Hashem's malchus, like we've been talking about. Ki ha-yira va-bitl az einam chidush. However, the yira is not a chidush. The yira is a given. The kevand shekula kamekalo chashiv. That even though at that point, it's like the idea that everything in front of him is like not recognized because it's totally bitl. But kol shehu kamei yoser hu yoser kolo. And like he says in the Gerus anything that's closer to Hashem at that point, it's like it's even more nullified, even more bitl. However, the fact that the Yidin are in a state of Bittal, of Yira Ilah, in the time of Rosh Hashanah, when they're in the king's, uh, the king's palace, there's no Chidush here whatsoever. 
in the brackets, but dugmas habitul shabatzilus she'ein bezechidush, like the idea of bitul habatzilus that ein bezechidush. Let's look at footnote number thirty-one for a second. Re'ei lukutei toira, so parshas b'midbar over there. It says like this: v'sham. I'm skipping the the next marimakom. V'sham she'ikra tainu v'ashashuim shalomayla, the greatest pleasure and uh, enjoyment from above. Who be bittel hayesh the bia is specifically the bittel hayesh the bia mipnei shehu chidush because it's a chidush. The kamashal hatzipor hamidaberes like the example of the bird that speaks. This is a major mashal throughout Hasidus. We're constantly talking about this idea of hatzipor hamidaberes. When you talk to me, I find it to be very normal. Right? However, to get a parrot <coughs> that actually speaks, people are willing to pay for tickets to go into, right, in the zoo, to watch a whole show for a half hour of these birds that talk. Uh, come on, a, a, a five-year-old is able to talk better than a parrot. A three-year-old is able to talk better than a parrot. Why am I spending money to go listen to a parrot say, you know, Polly on a cracker, whatever he says. It's like seemingly the most ridiculous thing. It's, it's, it's silly. I'll, I'll, I'll give you, you know, you go and take the mic and I'll listen to you speak. I don't have to pay any money and you're going to speak a million times better than this, uh, than this macaw. Right? What, what am I listening to this parrot for? Who cares? The Chiddush is, it brings a person a tremendous amount of simcha, a tremendous amount of tainuk. Tainuk is really the better word, not simcha. Tainuk, pleasure. Right? When they see something that is unusual. When they see something that's unusual, it strikes a chord within the person that this is very enjoyable. This is very pleasurable. Why is it that in sports, using our sports analogy once again, right, the Chiddush is when the, when the team that you don't expect to win beats a team that is like the uh, Super Bowl champions or whatever. Everyone wants to watch it. Everyone is excited for it. Everyone, you know, they have it on the highlights for, you know, for days after they're on TV, right? Who, like, wh- what's so special about it? What's, what's the deal? Adarabah. No, because there's something special in watching the underdog. It's something very pleasurable that every single person has this feeling in himself that when they see this, it's like it lightens up the person. It gives them a tremendous amount of joy, a tremendous amount of pleasure to see this. So the same thing here. And the fact that you or I, we have Yira during Rosh Hashanah, it's an obvious thing that we're going to have Yira during Rosh Hashanah. Like what else do you expect a person to have during Rosh Hashanah? Right? It's the most, you know, fearful time of the whole year, basically. It's an obvious situation. What's the chidush that on a Stam Wednesday in El, that I work on myself in a way of Yira? You know, that's a chidush. That I'm not feeling anything. That I'm not seeing anything. Nothing is revealed in front of me. Nothing. I don't have anything like that. But right now, when I'm feeling this lack of anything, now I have... That's when, that's when we're giving Hashem a, a tremendous amount of pleasure. Dafka now. Dafka in this situation. 
That's the ultimate. That's the ultimate tainu. Like a teacher, a teacher that sees a kid every single day, he gets an A plus on every single test. He's just a perfect student. And then you see another kid that gets an F on every test. He can't figure anything out. He doesn't understand anything. And then you see him put so much energy in, so much, you know, so much hard work. He has, he asks this guy to help him and that guy to help him. And then he goes to a tutor and he says, you know, can you learn with me? And he's putting so much effort in and he finally gets a, uh, you know, an 82 on a test. The, the, the teacher is so much, getting so much more pleasure <clears throat> out of this kid that got the 82 than the kid that can't get lower than a 99. This is the nature that's what we're saying here. That's really an incredible pleasure that Hashem has. And that's what we're giving to Hashem in El. Dafka in El, when it's a regular Tuesday, a regular Wednesday, and I'm not feeling anything, and I'm not seeing anything, there's nothing revealed in front of my eyes. Dafka now, this is when, this is when it's all happening. Are you guys following? You guys with me? This is the Chiddush. Right? Good? Question, you had a question. Uh-huh. Got it? Right, this is the Chiddush. And this we're seeing constantly throughout Chabad Chassidus and constantly in the Rebbe's Maimarim and, and, and Sichas that the Rebbe turns everything on his head. And he says, no, it's your avoda. It's the Tom, Dick, and Harry's avoda of a regular day that as much as he is getting, he's being mebilbal from all these different machshaba zaras, all these bad thoughts are coming into his head, and all these taivas, and all this nonsense, and all this garbage. This is chapter 27 of Tanya. The same idea. It's this, uh, the idea that what? The idea that, that I'm putting an effort in, in this scenario. I'm putting my effort in. And What? I'm definitely not holding on the level of the vote of a tzaddik. Definitely not. I'm fighting my Yetzirah about the stupidest, silly things. But I'm fighting. I'm working on myself. I know that I'm not perfect. I know that I have a lot of flaws. And I know that I have a lot of issues. But despite that, I'm trying my best in this situation. And I'm working on myself. And I hold myself back even from five seconds of looking at something I shouldn't be looking at or eating something I shouldn't be eating or whatever it is, or saying something that I shouldn't be saying, that five seconds of holding myself back is a tremendous simcha upstairs, a tremendous tainug upstairs. That's the idea. That's the chiddush. That's what we're talking about. And that's why El is so special. Because it's a regular Tuesday and it's a regular Wednesday and it's a regular Thursday. And despite that, I'm blowing the shofar to try what? To try to, 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 to get something going inside of me. That's the Chiddush of Avoida B'Kayach Atzmo. That's the Chiddush of Avoida of El. That's the Chiddush of Achasid. That he looks so, so uh, you know, he's a nobody. He's not accomplishing anything, apparently. And he's not accomplishing anything, he's accomplishing everything. That's the main point that the, that the Chabad Chassidus is teaching us again and again and again. That's something to hang your hat on. So a person could go through the day, and just applying this to a voda in general, and he can say to himself, you know, like, I'm not accomplishing anything. I, I, I spent the morning, you know, on the internet, and I spent the afternoon doing this and speaking Lashon Hara and talking to this person and talking to that person, and I can't stand this guy, and I, I'm, I'm in a fight with this person. And yet, despite that, right now I'm going to sit down, I'm going to try my best to learn Ramba. I'm going to try my best to learn chitas. I'm going to try my best to sit in afternoon seder. Even though I don't want to be in afternoon seder. I want to go out and play soccer. I want to go out and do whatever. I'm going to, oh, I'm going to do it. That is the ultimate 
tainug that a person could give to Hashem. And that is amazing. And that's what a person has to hang his hat on and he has to try harder every single day. That at 4.30 in the afternoon when he's supposed to be learning halacha and the last thing he wants to be doing is learning halacha in the zal and 4.30 in the afternoon, he's there. Or at 7.30 in the morning when he's supposed to be out of bed and he's supposed to be sitting in, in Hasidah Seder and he wants to be sleeping. And he's thinking to himself, what am I even getting from this? I don't even understand what we're talking about. You know, what, what, uh, nevertheless, he gets himself out of bed. That, that's the Kiddush. No one's applauding the Rebbe for getting out of bed in the morning. What else do we expect from the Rebbe? Of course the Rebbe is going to get out of bed in the morning or the Rebbe is not going to go to sleep at night because he's going to say, you know, Tikkun Chatzos and he's going to be up all night learning and stuff like that. No, no one's clapping. No one's, there's no round of applause for that. That's an obvious. That's a given. But when I wake up at 6.30 in the morning and go to mikvah and then I take my karbanis and I'm, I'm ready for, for Hasidus, that, the, all the malachim are sitting up there and, 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 and have a, a, a standing ovation. That's the Kiddush. That's what a person has to live with. When a person recognizes that, it gives him a tremendous amount of strength, a tremendous amount of power in every single step of the day what, of what he is able to do. He doesn't fool himself and think to himself, oh, now I'm on the level of a tzaddik, and I'm like, a, no, I'm not on the level of a... Of a of a, the opposite of a tzaddik. That's where I am. But you know what? I'm trying my best. And you know who gave me this soul that is not a tzaddik soul? Only one entity in the world. The Abishter. If the, the Abishter wanted me to be a tzaddik and perform like a tzaddik, he would have given me a soul of a tzaddik. He wants to me to perform, he wants me to have the soul of a nobody. Right? that is stuck in the stupidest Yetzirahs that you know that you can't even write about. They're so dumb. And in that in that garbage can, in all the garbage that he has, he wants me to try my best to get out of that garbage can. And when I try, I just try to get out of the garbage can, that is the reason why the world is in existence. That's what Chabad Hasidah says. That's the difference. So don't fool, we can't fool ourselves to think, oh, I'm the biggest, I'm not the biggest tzaddik. I'm constantly working on myself. I'm constantly trying to be better. But I know who I am. Right? And don't go ever, you know, Mitzvah Hashem, now you guys are young, but as you get older, you start to become more and more cocky and more and more arrogant and more and more, you know, like you don't want, you don't want to hear anyone tell you what to do and what to, you know, that you're not perfect, you know. Don't ever fool yourself. You're not a tzaddik, and I'm not a tzaddik. Very far from it. And we make uh, thousands of mistakes every, probably every single day. But despite that, I could still, <laughs> in my lowly place, that I could get up and I could be there at 4.30 for Allah Seder, and I could sit with my bottom on the chair and try my best to keep, uh, keep Seder. That is, that, is, that is changing the world. That's what's going on here. Got it? So let's see in, in, the, in, the, in the brackets. Ubedugma for example, the bitl batzilas she'ain bezachidush. There's no chidush here. Mikavan shabatzilas mayor gili orainsov. Because in atzilas it's shining the light of the orainsov. Right? Va'al derech zeh. Batzilas gufa. In atzilas itself, shabitl shabasvira sa chachma. The bitl of the sphere of chachma. Shabahu ikra bitl. Which is the main level of bittel? Ain no chidush. It's not a chidush. 
לפישה בחוכמה הוא הגילי דהוא לבדו ואין זולסו. That in Chachma is such a gili of Hashem that there's only Hashem there and there's nothing else like we talk about in Tanya. Right? Mikol Shekin, all the more so, habitl the keser, all the more so the bitl on the level of keser vatilis. The afagav shehu or tzach, that even though it's a pure light, akum hu kadam ilai ilas, it's still considered black in front of the uh, the Eli Elas, which means the the causation of all causations, right? The Pirish Ukum Hu Sheha Keser Hu Bebitl. What does it mean that it's black in the light of uh, Keser? It means that it's in a state of Bitl. Come on, Mare Hashachar Sheena Gavoa Neged Mare Halavan, like the appearance of black compared to the appearance of white, that the black light is, is a lower level. In comparison to the orient sub that's above Kesser, Eli Elas. In other words, if you're standing in, 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 in Atsilus, in general Atsilus, in Chachma of Atsilus, in Kesser of Atsilus, like what do you expect? Of course there's going to be Yira Elah, of course there's going to be Enod uh, Milvado. Like what's the question? Of course you're going to be bit a lot of your Matthias. Because the Kesser itself recognizes how nothing it is compared to the Orient Sof. So, of course, it's total Bittel. The year and the Bittel of El. When the king is in the field. That at that moment, I have no concept of, his, of the king's greatness. He's in the field. He's wearing his khakis. He's swinging a golf club. Nine iron. Nine iron is lost. So. Right? Right? The bitl of a Jew. The bitl that I'm going to turn off my television, get off the couch, and I'm going to go see the king. That is the bitl. I don't experience, I'm not experiencing any fear, I'm not experiencing any awe, I'm not experiencing any revelation, I'm not experiencing nothing. And my nephew behind me just wants me to stay on the couch. What are you bothering go and getting up out the couch for? Don't even get into it. And yet, my nephew Shalakis takes over and says, no, I'm going to get off the couch, I'm going to turn off the TV, right? You guys don't know what a TV is. I'm going to turn off the internet, Right, oh. and and I'm, oh, that's what oh that's what TV means internet yeah 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 exactly right that that I'm gonna do all that it's that in and of itself that I'm gonna put the effort in that's the chidush that's what we're talking about right v'lo oid el shegam toikim b'shoifer la oider yirachalada bechdeshi kabbalas amalchutia b'shlemis you see what was this additional point now not only am I going to get off the couch. But I'm going to do things for myself to try to get me into that energy. I'm going to try to like, put myself into that mindset. How do I get myself into this mindset? Let's blow the chauffeur. Okay, let's blow the chauffeur. Like the Torah said in, in, the, in, the, in the first chapter of the Mimer, right? That why are we blowing the chauffeur in El to try to arouse within us a, a state of uh, fear, harad, of trembling. Right? Even though it's not a mitzvah. I'm doing it because I'm, I'm why, why am I doing it? I'm doing it in order that I should put myself into the right frame of mind. Is it real? Is it the real blowing chauffeur? No, it's not the real blowing chauffeur. The real blowing chauffeur is in Rosh Hashanah. That's when it's a mitzvah. 
That's when I'm feeling the out-of-worldly experience of Rosh Hashanah. In L, when you know when we're blowing it after davening in the middle of a fire alarm or whatever, it's like you know, it's like whatever. It's nice try, but at least I'm trying. That's the point. Trying, trying is what it's about. So not only am I doing that, I'm getting off the couch, turning off the TV, but I'm trying my best to put myself into this spirit. Right? We're going to go to a febrengin. And we're going to try to put ourselves into this mindset. We're going to go to a Hasidic class. We're going to try to learn Hasidic. We're going to try to put ourselves into this mindset. We're trying. We're trying our best. That's what we're doing. That in and of itself is the Chiddush. That in and of itself is the Tainug Lamaila. That's what we're saying. Yeah? Take a look at those words again. Below, oh, not just this, Elashagam Toikim B'Shofar, but also we're blowing the Shofar. In order to arouse this fear and trembling. In order that the Kabbalah Samalchus will be Bishlemus. This Bittel, even though it's a Bittel Hayesh, who Yakar Ma'oid Be'ene Havaya. This is Yakar Ma'oid. This is very, very precious. Right? Very, very precious. Right? This idea. This idea. Take a look at footnote number 36 for a second. Right? He brings here from a mimer in, in uh, uh, the Friedrich Rebbe's <coughs> mimer. He says, the lamayla yakar v'chaviv. It's precious and it's very, chaviv uh, is like very dear. Ma'oid. Hamisa v'habitl masha chasidim oisim b'nefesh v'hamis. This death, this bitl that the chasidim, we're talking over there in the mimer, talking about very simple people Right, that of old, like for example, in the olden days, right, you had in the towns in the shtetlach. We were talking about it a little bit in the Febrengen the other night. That the idea of the, the just uh, people that are, you know, they they can't learn, they don't know anything. They blow, you know, they come early in the morning, you know, to shul and they make a, a group together and they read through the whole book of Tehillim. But they, in terms of learning, they don't know Gemara, they don't know Mishnayis. Maybe they'll go to an Ein Yaakov Shir between Mincha and Maruk. In other words, there was no, there was no, there was no uh, art scrolls in those days. There was no, you know, all daf on, the, on a telephone that they're going to listen to a shear or something like that. There, there's none of that. Either you knew how to learn or you didn't. And 98%, 99% of the Jews did not know how to learn. They couldn't open up a Gemara and start learning. They were simple Jews. They did the best they could. They kept Shabbos. How did they keep Shabbos? Because that's what their parents did. And they understood this is what to do. How did they keep kosher? Like I remember at home, like I asked like my mother, you know, she, she learned Yeridea. She didn't learn Yeridea. How did she know how to salt meat, you know, when we were growing up? How did she know? Because her mother did it. When in Europe, that's how they learned. That's how they knew. That's, a, you know, they, that's a, they, put a, they had a special board. And, that, you know, you guys can't appreciate this. But, in the, you know, when I was growing up, most of the butcher, a lot of the butcher stores, they didn't, they didn't salt the meat for you. They didn't have prepackaged. You'd get a piece of meat and you have to salt it yourself. So how do they know how to do it? Because their mother knew how to do it. And how do they know how to do it? Because their mother knew how to do it. Because that's just the way, that's just how they learned. That's how they did these things. Not because they went through your day and they learned the shach and the taz and they, they understood. Ah, They did it. That's why they knew how to do it. Because they did it and they saw their mothers do it and they saw their grandmothers do it and they saw their great-grandmothers do it. Right? That's how they... But yet, these people that don't know, they didn't know, Right? They go and say, oh, you know, a book of Tehillim together, and they'd wake up and they tried their best. And they did that. And that, in and of itself, 
right? The simplicity of the simple chassid that doesn't know. That in and of itself, what they're trying to work on their nefesh of Bahamias. You think anyone wants to wake up at 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning in order to say a book at the hill and if they don't even understand what they're saying? No one does. Right? But yeah, day in, day out, this is what these people did. Not because they were big tzaddikim. Right? This in and of itself is like it says here, right, that it was, it was chaviv. It was so precious. It was so dear. So dear to Hashem. Yakar v'chaviv. Precious and dear. So this is the idea that we're saying here right now. We could say from this, that through this pleasure of the king, the fact that the people are jumping out of their couches, turning off their TVs, and going out to see them, namely they're taking on Hashem's kingship, while the king is in the field, it's going to add even more. That's what encourages, that's what makes it be that the king now turns around and smiles so happily at everyone, right? Like we said, the first level of Ava and the second level of Ava, he recognizes people and he gives them even a deeper, uh, a deeper uh, smiley face with like a tremendous amount of. His love was a tremendous amount of happiness and love involved in that, right? That's the idea. That's what causes that, that, that happy face, that love, that, that, ex- that expression of love that you have between the king and the people. That's it. That's what goes on here. That's what the feeling is. You getting it? So this, in and of itself, is the chidush. Now, the second part of this, the second part of this, V'yesh l'hoisif. Remember we saw before, when you have the words V'yesh l'hoisif, he, now he adds a second point. Just like we saw in Parag Gimel, just I'm trying to bring out how to read the Maimarim, it said, if you remember back in Parag Gimel, V'od tam, another reason, right? Which is the main thing, the main theme of this Maimar has been this od tam. Here he says V'yesh l'hoisif. Here, what he's going to say is a little bit different than what we just said. Here, what he's going to say is he's going to bring that in the bittel itself also there is a greater bittel. There's something to it. Not just the chidush element of it, but the, in the actual bittel itself. But Amir Hashem will deal with this tomorrow, but I'd like you to try to, um, while you're doing Chazara, I'd like you to try to finish the paragraph by yourselves and see if you can catch what the Rebbe is adding with the second part of this paragraph. Because he's adding a new point here. Okay, he's adding a new point. He's making the point even stronger, right, of what he's been saying. Up until now, the main idea has been the concept of chidush. Here, he's going to add something new to this idea. Yeah? For the rest of the Bible, what's the theme? Okay, we'll see. Uh, coming attractions, you want also? Okay, I gave you coming attractions for the rest of this paragraph. But uh, nice. take a look. All right, got it? We still have to answer the first question. What was the first question? Why is it why, why is it Vav and Lamed in L? Okay, we have to get there too. Right now we've been focusing on the second part of the issue. But now we have a good answer. Now we really understand it, right? I hope that everyone understands it well, okay? And everyone obviously should be able to apply this to their lives, not just in the month of El, but in the, every single day of your life, to recognize the, the Chiddush that a person is able to give Hashem by him going that extra step. And even though you feel that, look, what's the big deal that I you know, turn off my telephone and, and sit down in Seder for, and focus for an extra three minutes or one minute or even 30 seconds. So this is showing that 
Adaraba. It's that 30 seconds that could be worth everything. Just like we say in chapter 15, right, we bring over there, it's the 101st time that he's going over the Mimer. Or the 101st, it's the extra inch in terms of the taxi that's worth the whole next, the whole next thing. It's that little bit extra. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you could take a look at the end of chapter 15 of Tanya and do a little research. Okay, that's it for today.